Our guest today is the principal of a virtual charter academy, and that keeps her pretty busy. I should also mention that she's a wife and mother of three children ages 8, 7, and 5. Last year, the 7-year-old read 1,003 books in four months. Just a couple of weeks ago, the 5-year-old was putting together her first 100-word puzzle. And at the same time, the 8-year-old was dancing around the house with a play microphone, making up songs and singing them at the top of her lungs. Her name is Erin Goodridge. She also teaches piano. She likes drawing with colored pencils and enjoys watching science fiction with her family. All of that happens in her free time. And then there's the children's musicals at church that she helps to direct. All of that is in addition to her current enrollment in her second master's degree program at the University of Oklahoma. On this podcast, we'll talk about feelings of inadequacy in a new leadership role, the difference between primary and secondary leadership, and Christ-like leadership in a non-Christian environment. Have I told you she's a busy woman? In fact, we scheduled this podcast interview during her lunch break. I'm glad you've joined us, and it's okay if you need to grab your lunch too while we discuss free time. When does that start anyway? Hey, my name is Rachel Middleton, and on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, welcome. We enjoy talking with people from many different walks of life about how they lead others through their influence and how they influence others through their leadership. We hope you'll enjoy it too. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad you're here for season two, episode three with Aaron Goodridge, the busy wife, mom, principal, student, musician, and artist. You've already heard a bit about her crazy life in our introductions, so you can understand why we have entitled this episode, Free Time, When Does That Start Anyway? Before we get into our conversation there, and I'd like to remind you that your feedback is important to us. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic, please let us know. You can drop us an email at info at doorways.cc, and we'll see how to incorporate that into our podcast schedule. Again, that email address is info at doorways.cc. We would really appreciate both your feedback and your input. Aaron Goodrich, I'm so sorry to interrupt your lunch. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. My pleasure. You're the middle school principal of the Oklahoma Virtual Charter Academy. Tell us just a bit about this charter academy. What is it? Yes. Well, Oklahoma Virtual Charter Academy is a strictly virtual online school. And we are powered by Stride K-12, which is a national curriculum company, actually international. As a matter of fact, they do have a couple of international schools across the globe. And we serve the entire state of Oklahoma. We're a public charter school. So we are, we're bound by all of the checks and balances that a typical public school would be with some differences since we're, we are a charter. But I work from home. And we have three schools. We have an elementary, K through five, and I'm at the middle school. I'm the sixth and seventh grade principal, but our middle school is six through eight. And we also have high school, nine through 12. The Oklahoma Virtual Charter Academy, it's not a school based on a religious theme. I know you to be a committed follower of Jesus. Is it easier or more difficult to live out your leadership and influence in the Charter Academy? What do you think? Really, you know, I think it depends on the situation. I work with some incredible people. Our our leadership team is second to none. I have an amazing boss, loving people. There are many Christians on staff, but because we are a public school, it has to look a little different how we live out our Christian leadership. I don't think that it's hard. 
necessarily, but I have to be mindful of, of how I frame things and how I word things. But I think, you know, when you're in a non-Christian setting as a Christian leader, I think the principles of leadership, Christian leadership, and just good leadership in general are very similar. So I think they can, they can align. You can live out the fruits of the spirit, love and joy and patience and peace and, and all of those things as a, as a leader without ever saying God or Jesus, because I think you can live through that to other people through your actions and the way you treat people in the workplace, the way you deal with conflicts that arise or discussions that take place and the way you communicate with families and the way you communicate with your staff. It's one of the purposes of our Doorways Leadership and Influence Network. We realize that many of the people that are a part of our network are marketplace ministers or marketplace missionaries. Certainly they, they live and work outside of the walls of the church. And so we do all we know to do to validate that call to ministry on them. And it's been interesting to watch how that has impacted them in many different ways. It doesn't seem to me as if school administration was on your radar prior to three or four years ago. So what happened that caused you to make that shift? I think I've always been a leader of some sort and I enjoy leading. But if you would have asked me, I don't know, even five years ago, if I would want to be a principal, I would say not on your life. <laughs> I love leading kids, but leading adults is a whole different story. When I started in 2014, after my my first, uh, my oldest daughter was born, my second year, I applied to be lead teacher. So that was my first really foray into the virtual leadership and and, and really leadership in general. I had, I had held some leadership positions um, at Tulsa Public in my brick and mortar in-person school. But I, I really learned what it meant to be a leader when I became lead teacher. And it's an interesting dichotomy being a lead teacher, being a teacher leader, because you have your colleagues because you're still a teacher, but you're also in a leadership position. So it kind of puts you in a really interesting place with your fellow colleagues. I was lead teacher for several years. And then in the f- summer of 2019, my principal at the time called me up one day at the beginning of July and said, hey, the assistant principal who was planning on being assistant principal this fall has has changed their mind. And I was wondering, since you were lead teacher, would you be interested? And that was the, and this was like three weeks before school started. (laughs) So I talked to Ted, my husband, and I was like, we need to pray about this. I need to make sure that is this, is this a little inkling from the Lord? Is this God saying, I want you to begin to move in a different direction. So we prayed about it together after praying about it and thinking about it and talking with different leaders in the school. I decided to accept the position as assistant principal. I was slowly introduced. And then I found out in the spring of 2020, early spring, almost late, late winter, uh, that my, that the current principal had accepted a different position and was leaving mid-year. And any leader that leaves mid-year, that's that's a challenge because, and I had never, I'd never gone to school to be a principal. I mean, I had my master's in music education and I had taught music and concert band elementary for a long time. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything other than just my natural talent of being a leader. And so in March, March 13th was my first day as interim principal at OVCA. That was also the first day of the pandemic. <laughs> oh, I was thrust into leadership with no experience whatsoever. It was basically here are all the here are all the things that I'm just handing to you. Good luck kind of thing. I 
if you want to think about feeling inadequate as a leader, I'd spend all of spring break just trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to land this plane without crashing it uh, in May? Those were, I think, the biggest times of growth professionally that I have ever had because I was essentially building the plane while flying it (laughs) as a leader and just trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And of course, everybody's traumatized because, you know, it was an unprecedented time for, for the world, really. We had a lot of trauma responses dealing with the fallout of broken people as a leader was something that was brought to my attention really quickly. And I learned it was like being thrown to the wolves as it were, but it was probably the best way I learned (laughs) is learning by doing at the, in May, I applied to be the full-time principal. I didn't run away screaming. My husband was an incredible support to me and, you know, sat and listened while I cried. I was like, how do I figure this out? You know, and I want to be a good leader, but I, I just don't know what I don't know. I had an incredible amount of support at my job. Um, that's one thing that one of the many wonderful things about OVCA is is their support for people in new positions. I was able to become principal and then over the summer kind of begin to develop my professional development plan. So I'm now in my third year and I'm feeling much more confident than I did at the beginning. Um, and I'm currently pursuing a second master's in educational leadership curriculum instruction from the University of Oklahoma online. I'm Rick Shields. My guest today is Erin Goodridge. She's a busy wife, mom, principal, student, musician, and artist. We're talking about her experience as a middle school principal and some of the challenges she's faced. Erin, is there a particular experience you recall, other than the one you've just mentioned to us about coming online (laughs) as the assistant principal, or the principal rather, and the start of the pandemic, another experience where you felt like you're about to fail, or maybe you really did fail. Yes. You know, as a new leader, you have many moments like that. It was is interesting because I went from run-of-the-mill middle school music and art teacher to assistant principal to interim principal to principal in nine-month time. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but part of leadership, as any leader will know, is, you know, managing people is messy. It can It can get very messy. And navigating the waters of broken people and people whose lives are changing because everybody's lives changed in, you know, a matter of, of weeks. So coming back in the fall, that, that first full year, I was able to hire an assistant principal and she and I were like milk and cookies. I mean, we, we worked so well together. Um, and I wouldn't have made it through my first full year of principaling without her. One of the things that I that I recall is that first full year, we had 30% teacher turnover throughout the course of the year for for lots of different reasons. You what's, know, people what's, what's the normal average for teacher turnover? For teacher turnover at uh at our school, I mean maybe maybe five percent. So, so that's an incredible yeah. we had near yeah, change. we had very close to half our staff turnover and that and typically you you see new staff at mid-year and you'll see new staff at the end and the start of the next year Um, but this was throughout the year it was a constant revolving Mm. door so I think I I was doing job requisitions and hiring and of course you know you always get the the teacher the the feedback surveys and things like that you know to to get the pulse they call them pulse checks and I had some really scathing reviews on some of those pulse checks my first full year And I'm the kind of person that I could have 100 
positive reviews and I get one negative review and what do I focus on? <laughs> that one you negative. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. That's just a part of my personal life. It's something that I've had to to work on as a leader because you ha- I had to learn that you can't please everybody and I'm a people pleaser. I think I felt like a failure that year because there was so much turnover and to the point where our HR director at the time used us as an example of, of a team that knew the process and would, you know, have made like little, like we were. Sometimes you're happy to be the example. Other times being the example is not necessarily so much fun. What I learned from that is I see a team as a collective, right? The way I define leadership personally is that I wrote it down, engaging, inspiring, and equipping others to align to common goals and then working together to achieve them. And Mm -hmm. so as a leader, it is my job to inspire others, right? In, In order to do that and to our goals need to align and not everybody is going to agree with, with the, with the common goal. And if that's the case, then it's important for for me to understand that it's okay to say goodbye and it's okay to release that and and let others find places where they can align better. Um, And it's not necessarily a reflection on me, although I did a whole lot of self-reflection. I had long talks with my with my supervisor, who's also just an incredible mentor and an incredible leader. I'll never forget. She just said, she said, Aaron, it's really hard not to take those types of things personally, but as a leader, you always have to be looking for moving forward and looking forward and talk and, and thinking about, you know, how do I take this and become better? Um, what are some strategies that, and, and as I was learning to be able to care for my staff, because I was so busy trying to care for myself and learning, learning self-care and trying to figure out time and, and purpose that it's important for me to spend time caring for my staff too. And we were all just in survival mode in sure. 20, in 2020, uh, 2021. So understanding that there are a lot of times as a leader that the people you are leading are breaking and it may not be because of you. It might be because of external right. situations. And as a leader, recognizing that it's okay to be broken and being that gentle leader, I learned I learned a lot about being gentle and understanding, but also that firm, gentle. Like you still do have a job to do and you still have to accomplish these things. But I think it's so important for me, what I learned, I learned how to come alongside my teachers rather than to be direct, like a directive and what that looks like in our setting. You know, our premise is that influence is an expression of healthy leadership and leadership is best measured by its influence. So when you talk about coming alongside these teachers, that helps me to see you more like an influencer. That's what we're all about. We think influence is the thing God's called us to be. Hey, you mentioned that there are some big differences between primary and secondary leadership roles. What do you mean by that? I would consider a secondary leadership role to be something like a, a lead in, in my profession, a lead teacher or an assistant principal, uh, primary leadership being a head of school or uh, a pr- like a principal of a particular building. I think for me, primary leadership, the buck stops with you. You have the authority to make those final decisions. You have the authority to say yes or no. You have the authority to initiate certain actions that a secondary leader is more like the support. As a primary leader, and that's one of the reasons why I'm in 
going for my second master's is you need to be that. You don't need to be the expert in everything as a principal. You can't. There's no possible way. But the principles of leading are universal. Principles of good teaching are universal no matter what subject you teach. As a facilitator of teaching excellence and excellent leadership, it is my responsibility to figure out and to find out what that looks like for my team. So I think the pressure, there's a lot more pressure as a primary leader mm. than there is as a secondary leader. And I, I remember the distinct shift between being assistant principal and then being principal. It was like high anxiety. I was like, okay, now I'm the one, I'm the one that's responsible for all the things. <laughs> like if things right. go wrong or if things go well, or, you know, so I think it's just the personal, the personal responsibility and the power that there is a certain amount of power that comes with it. I remember one day I was like, I, I get to tell people what to do and they have to do it. Like, like I couldn't do that as an assistant principal. And I remember my daughter, like for like a beginning of school, like about me and the, or maybe it was like for Mother's Day or something. And and one of the questions was, what does your mom do for a living? And she put, she tells grownups what to do. There you go. <laughs> Aaron, you spent a lot of plates. Let me just admit that I don't know how you get it all done. You've got the same 24 hours in a day that the rest of us have, but you seem to pack in more than most of us. So, so how do you do it? What's your secret? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Coffee, lots and lots of coffee, lots of coffee. and, and prayer. <laughs> Scheduling. I live and die by my Microsoft Outlook calendar. I put, or, and also my Google calendar on my phone. So like, I don't, I'm, I forget things easily. So I think for me, if I've got, things that I have to remember. I mean, everything goes on my calendar. I think that's one of the ways I, I, I help to stay organized, but I'm a doer. I'm a, like, I'm a terrible sick person. If I'm sitting down and I'm not doing something, you know, I, I tend to go crazy. So I, I'm not, my personality is naturally, I like to stay busy. I like to do, to do lots of things and I'm a people person. So a lot of what I do working with people, it just comes naturally. It's not necessarily I'm an obviously an extrovert, so it, so it, it energizes me to be with people and to and to go out and do things. Well, it's been a real pleasure to chat with you, Aaron. Hey, thanks for sharing your lunch hour with us. If I had a sound effect option, I'd play a school bell right now and tell you it's time to get back to work. But the <laughs> truth is, you don't need me telling you what's next. You know, I'm pretty confident of that. So, really, thanks again for joining us. I appreciate it so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey friend, that's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, please follow us or subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. Until next time, this is Rick Shields. And on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, here's my prayer for you. May you have rest when you need it, strength when you want it, and joy when you least expect it. Until next time, may the Lord bless you as you follow after him. Thanks for listening.